There are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your call today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome into the very first edition of the 12.15 Club of the 2021 year. It is the untrustworthy Mario here. Not my area. I'm just going to go with untrustworthy Mario. Joined by the somewhat trustworthy Eric Jones. The very trustworthy Marvin and not that trustworthy Dylan. Eric, you have your hand up right away. Yeah, I just want to make it clear that despite Mario's attempts to have people forget about his airball in 2018, that's never going to happen. That was now many years ago. Not even that didn't even happen last Two, year. To be point. exact, didn't even happen last year. So we don't need to bring that up, especially to start off the 12-15 club, the very first edition of the 2021 year. Uh, we're actually, we're joined by our, our favorite guest, I guess. I mean, we've had him on so many times. So I think it's fair to say that he's our favorite guest. I don't know what else to attach to you, Todd, but, but his name is Todd Fritz. Bowel obsessed. I don't know. Something. You know, I was going to preface your interview with that. We're, we're having you on not to talk about bowel. That's good. I, I appreciate that. You broke it right off the I, gate. I know. Cause I've had some cramps lately and I'm thinking about getting like an MRI or something. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna not go there. Dan doesn't necessarily like when we go there. Yeah, so. we're gonna move on from that. Todd, so what was so you did a pie yesterday? You made a pie. Made a pie. You made a pie for the very. Is that the first time you've ever made a pie? First time I've ever made a pie, and I knew uh, anything that's involving Paulie, I'm gonna be set up for failure. But I can't blame him for everything that uh, didn't go according to plan. So you go into that knowing that you're gonna be set up for failure. Do you? Why don't you just try to like prepare yourself maybe to not look like a failure? Well, I actually did. When I came in, I, I was already starting to try to peel the plastic back on the pie crust. I took the, uh, I partially took the ready whip whipped cream uh, lid off so I wouldn't get stuck there. I started looking for a can opener because God forbid anyone should have a can opener set up for me. Part of the joke, I guess, is that I wouldn't be able to find a can opener in one of the drawers. Ha ha. But I, found the can opener. Unfortunately, it was not one that was to my liking and I didn't have a, you know exactly a choice of several of them. It didn't work as well as the one in my house that I was comfortable with. Is there any, any part of you that is ready to say, yeah, I'm just not going to take part in this? Uh, there's always a part of me saying that. And then I think of, uh, you know, Dan appreciates, you know, that when we're all in on gags and bits, you know, and I could, I could honestly say that that wasn't a bit that like, you know, my incompetence is, is what it is. And it's just unfortunate. But as far as being able to laugh at, at or with each other and one another, um, you know, I'm willing to play along if it's a pie in the face or to show all the different things that I don't know how to do that a 51 year old male should have figured out by now or have been taught. You know, I'm, uh, I'm willing, you know, I'm willing to take that. But, you know, that we all have a line that we draw. I haven't uh, gotten to that point just yet. But I would like to think it's more laughing with than at, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, I don't know if I can confirm or deny either one, but uh, Dylan. Um, so, Todd, one thing I noticed, which I think may be an anomaly, but you finally got the can opener to start turning, and then like halfway through, it collapsed on you. Yeah, it slipped. It slipped off, and I've it, never seen that happen before. 
I don't know if I was just nervous or I have the shakes or whatever it is, or I have to, you know, go see, see a professional, but I know that I, I took a little while to get that dent that you have to, you know, to punch into the metal and that wasn't happening at first. Then I finally did and I'm turning it and then it just got stuck on me and I just couldn't get any further. Then eventually I did. And I was only eventually able to several minutes later, get about a halfway, halfway through it. And then the best I could do is get a spoon per uh, Paulie's recommendation instead of using my finger and just scoop out all the blueberries through the one half that uh, that was open that the lid wasn't blocking. Eric, Todd, like the great Dan Patrick once said, I love you. Sometimes it's hard to like you, um, <laughs> but no, I, I love you and like you, but um, you know, it, it is funny. I mean, first of all, it's not, it wasn't a setup, right? Like it wasn't as though there were hidden landmines or, you know, a lack of a necessary tool or that kind of thing. Um, no, everything but, was there and, and it was a fully functional um, can opener. It's just, unfortunately it had to be at a certain angle and stay at a certain angle and that there was somehow too much for me instead of the straight one that I use at the house. But I echo what, what Dylan was kind of alluding to and Mario too. I don't know. If I were you at some point, I would just say, look, the jig is up, right? Like we all know that I can't do stuff and <laughs> like how, how long could that be funny for? Yeah. But I think maybe what you're being pushed towards is like, what is that breaking point? Yeah. Right. I don't think I've gotten there yet, but we're getting closer. That's for sure. You know, between cutting the net and the scissors and the broom and the sweeping and all but that. None of those <laughs> things were set up. I mean, that's the thing. Is this well, set, set no. up in that set up in that, you know, people are incompetent in certain things in life, but it doesn't get broadcast nationally on radio and TV. So set yeah. up meaning, Hey, let's, you know, show more things that make look pretty, look stupid. People in the privacy of their own home or in their daily lives have a bunch of things I'm sure they can't do, but it's not being broadcast. It's not on camera. That's the difference. Todd, my Todd, I've agreed, and I've agreed to allow that. So I'm allowing myself to be set up for failure, knowing that, that I'm going to be asked to do things that I'm not going to do as well as the next person. So I have one question, then I'll get to your question, Eric. Todd, at any point, do you think of maybe turning the tables on one of them and exposing something that they may not be good at? You know what? That's a great question. But uh, to be honest with you, then I'm stooping to their level and it's that's not my nature. I don't get any joy as others may uh, leave them nameless and you can fill in the blank as to uh, the misery of other people being something that makes them feel better about themselves or that they uh, just take some kind of pride in that makes their day. That's a, I don't get off on that. It's not something I root for or need to share with others. Uh, I'm confident in my own abilities, the things that I can do that I will let that hopefully overshadow the things that I'm not so good at. Eric. Todd, you are a fabulous booker uh, and do a great job uh, on the show. So obviously there's a reason that you're here um, and it's not to uh, fix things when they break or to cook. Um, but <laughs> I'm trying to remember uh, the, like, what was the first time that this kind of lack of whatever you'd call it, I guess, um, boy scout level skills, maybe, um, yeah. When when was that? Because for me, I think the first time I ever noticed it was this is a long time ago. So you'd have to be a long time DP fan to remember this. But there was a, a sponsor shoot that happened at the old studio, maybe eight, nine years ago, where you guys had to change the tires on a car. Ooh, and yeah. um, do you remember this? And I think, I, I think everyone that. was like sub five minutes. And I think they stopped you after which, which, I, which I maybe I, i'm worse than the average person in doing that but I, I i do believe there are a lot of people male and female alike that don't know how to fix, change their oil or fix a tire and that's why we you know you you have a triple a card to fix even with basic things that you would think the average guy or so-called macho male should be able to 
be able to do and figure out. I'm comfortable to say that uh, I don't know how to do that. Maybe I should have learned how to do that. I'm not going to blame my dad who never taught me how to do that. I'd be the, you can't blame things on your parents all the time, but there's a lot of things I wish I can do. It's not laziness, um, but I just, you know, I didn't get the uh, tire rotation for dummies or whatever. And it's, uh, it's a, someone else that can do it better. Yeah. I'm willing to cede uh, the floor to the, uh, to the expert, even though you shouldn't, you don't need to be an expert to change a tire. I guess maybe that's not a great example, but I should be able to function better in society. If, but Todd, it's not like you're 70, 80, immobile, like you're still well-functioning, you, you, everything's good. Like, why don't you just learn how to do it? I guess, plenty of time. yeah, you know, you're right. I think it doesn't, it's not important enough to me. And maybe that's, maybe that is a sign of laziness. I don't think it is. Uh, I've decided to obsess about the guests for the Dan Patrick show, the well-being and happiness of my family and friends and making sure that, you know, there's food on the table and that, you know, that just things are good in life outside of the craziness that we're living in in this uh, world these days. And if I have to call AAA and wait uh, an hour at the side of the road because I don't know how to do the lug nut or, I, you know, I'm afraid that the car's going to fall on top of me and crush my leg or my body because I'm trying to, uh, to fix a tire or, you know, I'm sweeping something in the wrong direction and I got to have the snowplow guy come because I don't want to do it or I can't do it. You know, it's worth the extra bucks to me knowing that it's being handled the right way. And if the expense of that is wow Fritzy, you can't do anything you, you your mom did everything for you or whatever thousands of things i've heard for excuses you know i'm secure enough in my manhood and the things that i am good at and what i do represent positively that i can i can wink at those things at least for now maybe that'll change over time we're being joined by todd fritz fritzy of the dan patrick show todd you and dan developed some uh, some sort of camaraderie uh, in that month of December, where it was just you, him in the studio. Correct. Is there any part of you that's missing that now that everybody's back? Uh, I'm missing it a little bit. I'm not missing the awkward hellos and trying to you know, scratch for conversation. You would think we've been working together, like uh, learning with 19 years now, back from the early ESPN days, that it shouldn't be such a, you know, oh, should I, asking him how his day was or what he's doing after the show, whatever. And for whatever reason, you know, some of it is, you know, we, we kid around and tease each other, but some of it's like, you know, there's lulls in the conversation. And maybe we have very different interests other than sports. And, you know, Seton will talk about, uh, you know, music and Paul will talk about some show they watched and whatever it is, or, Andrew's got something that, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't do the uh, champagne and wine drinking. I don't do, uh, you know, engage in some of the other things they may be involved with. But the thing that, you know, initially when that all happened, I thought I was getting punished in some way, like, because everyone's working from home and I'm still commuting an hour each way. And, you know, and initially I thought, and I could be right that Dan was, you know, pissed off that I didn't have my equipment in place for working from home and everyone else seemed to have been working a bit better. So I was uh, summoned to come in, but it ended up being a blessing in disguise because we got a lot closer. And even though there's that, I love you, but I don't like you thing going on, which I think they, you know, obviously they made t-shirts at about now. Um, I think it was very good for our relationship and it was nice to just have some alone time with him without saying like the bachelor that wants to just have some time alone with the, uh, with the lady and without someone coming in to interrupt in the middle of a little one-on-one -on -one date. Uh, I think it was very good personally and professionally, more personally that it was, you know, the other guys weren't there for that month. Don't. Um, well, I was going to say, Todd, I mean, Dan did give you the blueprint um, for, you know, be, I guess, 
you know, becoming even friendlier. He was like, you don't, you don't smoke or drink. So I would just say, just start smoking and drinking. Yeah. I was invited to uh, imbibe and do things that again, not, I'm not, there's no religious or political reason or anything. It's just, I don't do those things. And I've had enough health issues in the past, but I don't need to, you know, put things into my liver or into my lungs that over time may not uh, do well for me or there's, anybody. There's no science that backs that up. You know what? I, <laughs> that's true. But in my, maybe it's my, my, my neurotic Jewish mother upbringing that really slammed home to me the fact that, you know, you don't really need to do any of those things. And I'm probably missing out on a lot of good times. I didn't go away to college and I don't know what it's like to be, uh, <laughs> to be drunk or, you know, not remembering what I did the past day or night or throwing up in a toilet and all the cool stuff that comes with that or sleeping with women that I would never even give a second look to if I was, uh, you know, not under the influence of something. So I do see what you're saying, but I'm hoping my natural personality uh, not artificially enhanced that I, I don't need to do those things, but maybe it would relax me and maybe it would be a, once in a while could be a, a, a plus for me, especially with some of my issues and it would probably help me relax a bit. If there was a female, you know, let's say it's not Dan Patrick, let's say it's a very uh, pretty female that invited you to have a drink. Would you be so reluctant to do it still? Uh, if I was single, uh, I would be more likely to try something. It depends what it is. And if it's just, a, you know, the sip of a little wine or, you know, if it's not some hard drug or something that I can have an adverse reaction to and all of a sudden, you know, just collapse and have to be resuscitated. And you never know what's in these things or how your body's going to react to them. But if, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not completely against drinking and smoking. It's just not uh, my thing. I just, you know, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, I'd rather have that ice cold Mountain Dew, which is probably worse than uh, any alcoholic beverage anyway. But if you give me a nice Coke and a, and a corned beef sandwich and a potato canish, or, you know, and again, some of the things I eat are probably could be far more dangerous than uh, smoking a little pot or, you know, or, or drinking some alcohol. But, you know, we all have our things that we, choices we make. Eric. I have a fact and a question. First of all, I think one of the things that does drive Dan crazy about you, Todd, is that you talk about how you don't drink and you don't do drugs. And I've never seen you do drugs. But when we go out to dinner and if there's an expensive bottle of wine, like if the bottle's over three hundred dollars, then Todd will always take a glass and sometimes have a second round, which is a half a bottle of wine, which is fine. But I think it drives Dan a little crazy because he's like, all right, this is going to be a nice treat for everybody. And then like that. So that's what you think all wine tastes like. You don't realize what a treat. I don't. I think it's a combination in that moment of like a little social drinking and a curiosity of what is what is in that bottle that is worth that kind of money that like the people, whether you can afford it or not, would drop that kind of money on a glass of wine or, or a bottle of wine just to, to this day, it just shocks me, you know, unless you're showing off, but Dan's not like that. If it's just Dan and our staff of the show, that that's, that's not showing up. If you're trying to imp- impress some clients or big shots, then maybe you're going to, you're going to bring out the fancy cigars and, and alcohol, but the whole tasting and spitting it into a, cup and rin- rinsing it around your mouth and trying to guess what year or what countryside you know something some al- some drink came from i don't know i that turns me off so the other thing i was wondering todd you've never been drunk ever not I even have, once i have never been drunk. i've been accused many times because of my flamboyant personality perhaps flamboyant. That, that i must be there must be either there's something wrong with me or that i must be on something to uh, you know talk at that pace or just be in that particular mood but when i'm relaxed and i'm in a wacky silly mood and i'm around people that i enjoy being around and i'm in you know just one of those moods what could look like i'm buzzed or inebriated is just 
honestly, just me feeling really good and relaxed and comfortable and wanting to have fun, which sometimes looks like, wow, well, you know, I want some of what that guy's got running through his veins. We need more people like you, Todd. We need more of that good vibes, those good energy. You know, just I appreciate that. When you're around people that you like, you just have a good time. Right? I just want to. I, I want everyone to be healthy and happy. And you know, it sounds like cliche and silly in these times in the new year, but I enjoy you guys. I enjoy the people I'm around at work. I'm very relaxed going to work. I love what I do. We're talking sports, and when you're hanging out with your buddies and people you genuinely care about and want and you wish well for outside of these walls, when the show is over not a lot of people have that not a people people have careers they're excited about and genuinely look forward to seeing the people each day that they see and uh, you know i i don't take that lightly that's uh, that's that's important to me you know what we'll leave it on that good note that's very nice of you to say todd and we wish you all the best in this new year. I'm sure we'll have you on at some point again. I would love that. And I, I, I love being, I love how you open the show with me being the, uh, and I hope I'll continue to live up to being the favorite uh, guest of the show. And I'm always delighted and, uh, and honored and appreciative when you guys think of me and want me to join you guys. Appreciate your time, Todd. And you have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, guys. Todd Fritz, always a treat to have him on. I'm happy that we, he tried to get into the bowel stuff, like right out of the gate. But we we've we got to shut that down. We can't keep going with that, uh, Dylan. I completely disagree. I for it cracks me up. Any whenever Todd gets going, whenever Todd says the word bowel, I start laughing. So I might be on an island by myself, but I personally am a fan. I think it's run its course. I disagree. I oh, get it. <laughs> <laughs> the other big thing, which I alluded to at the top of the show this week, was Dan shouting out everybody in the back room on whether they were trustworthy, untrustworthy, semi-trustworthy. I don't think he even acknowledged some couple of people. Let's just listen back to it and hear what he had to say. I love Marvin. He's probably the coolest guy. He's the most honest guy that I have in the building. No. Well, sorry, guys. I can see. I tried to say something nice about Not somebody. Not getting any objections from me on that. <laughs> Marvin, <laughs> Marvin's got a great shoe game. He matches his Niners sweatshirt to his Niners shoes. Yeah, Marvin's good dude. Eric, I know you had a problem with that. So I'm kind of the guy here that has the nuclear launch codes. And so I was kind of surprised <laughs> that uh, I uh, wasn't high on the list there. But um, I think Marvin's shoe game and Marvin's trustworthiness, I'm not sure, are... Um, mutually exclusive or not but um you know i think marvin comes in he doesn't say a lot but when he does uh especially when he's talking to dan the guys about sports i think he's uh he always has some references or he doesn't usually just open his mouth just for nothing so i can understand why uh, the trustworthy worthiness of that is there but um you know i'm not gonna say check the cameras for what time marvin leaves every day but you know Ooh. i'm just gonna say you know sometimes things are stretched Dan Patrick, if you're listening to this right now, it's not it's not good. Marv. <laughs> he said I was trustworthy. He'd say I stayed the entire day. <laughs> well, I think those are I'm gonna start working on it. <laughs> How did you feel about that, Marv? Getting called out as Dan's most trustworthy. I mean, you and Rob, the intern who's been here the least amount of time. <laughs> I felt pretty good about it. I was not expecting the word trustworthy. I thought that would be more towards like somebody who's got account numbers and stuff like that. So I thought the big German would get some of that love, but I wasn't going to correct him. I was happy with it, but I am not, you know, the most trustworthy 
Yeah, he's like, he's like, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, contraire. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, you got, you've gotten every time he makes or he shouts out the back room guys, you, you either get forgotten or you get called the, the, the degenerate gambler. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that at this point? I, I wouldn't call it inaccurate, I guess, but um, I consider it like a trustworthy degenerate gambler, you know. Best of both worlds. You've earned your stripes. Me, I've earned, yes. <laughs> you know, like we're no one's perfect. I'm not either, but uh, pretty close. But yeah, I think it's probably pretty. I mean, it seems like based on today's show, seems like everyone might be crossing over into the g- degenerate gambler zone. There, that took up some uh, some time on the show today. Seton seems like Seton and I were emailing back and forth about it, so I think he's uh, about to do the old proverbial step off the cliff too and join me at the bottom. Maybe you're stepping into trustworthy zone when it comes to gambling. Maybe they're going to start seeking out your opinions and trusting you on who to take. Yeah, they. I mean, I lost $1,500 on Christmas, so they might not want to do that, but I'll still tell them. Yikes. Big, big, big yikes. Marv. So Dan did the right thing by not mentioning Dylan in the word trustworthy ever in the same sense. It's $1,500 on Christmas? Never mind. Sorry, Mario. Go ahead. Wait a second. Eric. <laughs> you let me drive a fifteen hundred dollar car. <laughs> yeah, I lost the car. <laughs> the car was up as collateral. You you think that, but the trunk is lined with cash. <laughs> Dylan, you're and that's why I bike to work today. <laughs> he used Alan's bike. <laughs> I used Alan's fake bike to bike to work today. He shops at Krausers. <laughs> I feel like we're just touching the surface with you, Dylan. And the more that Dan brings you up, the more we'll, I guess, understand who you are truly. Marv, we all know what happened in the nation's capital this week. And it's always, we've talked about this in the past with Dan. It's always kind of like that line of, do you stick to sports? Do you address what happened, you know, in real life, real news? Marv was texting us the night before we, the show. And Marv, you take it from there because I feel like you had anxiety building up for about 15 or 12 to 15 hours. Oh, yeah, for sure. As I was watching the news and watching everything unfold, I'm looking and, I, you know, we have a big group text of all the uh, backroom guys. And I was just crossing my fingers that somebody was going to score 100 points in an NBA game. Came uh, close. Yeah, pretty close. But it just wasn't enough not to speak about at least touch on the biggest story that's going on in the country. So I was definitely nervous about just like the emails and the phone calls and stuff like that. Like I wasn't worried about the show and how I could do my job per se, but I was definitely nervous about what I was going to see and read because sometimes it can get a little, a little crazy. The phone calls are usually fine. Mm-hmm. It's the emails. Cause you don't, everybody's tough behind a keyboard. Yeah, so for sure. You could just say whatever and it's all good. But it was just anxiety. Most most times it's just an overreaction. I'll be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But that's because I have such a high expectation of ignorance. But you know, we usually have a really good uh we got a great fan base. So it's just a lot of overreaction. So the expectations are so high when I'm like, oh, okay, it wasn't that bad. You know, it was only you know 15 vulgar emails instead of the 50 that i was expecting so that was it eric 
So I am uh, probably one of the least dramatic people that I've ever met, which probably, I don't know if anyone who is dramatic would identify, but people that have been in my life uh, will generally, like, I don't get wound up about stuff. I don't, I definitely don't ever get sad. Sometimes I get angry or I can get wound up, but like drama is so not in my world. And Marvin was, he started this text message and he's like, you know, all wah, wah, wah. So the only thing I responded was a gif of Dan. Um, I don't know what movie it's from, but um, it's him and he has a mustache and it says the mustache is rattled. Then everyone gets all worked up about it. And then um, I was like, all right, whatever. And then so, um, so Marvin goes, okay, let's get drunk. Every time the stick to sports comes across my email. So I just sent back to the group chat a big chill pill. So I'm like, all right, like, you know what? And Marv, like, I'm not envious of your position where you have to read, you know, hate mail that's not directed towards you or the show, but just, you know, the status of whatever someone feels like is going on in the world. But like at the end of the day, not every day is, you know, ice cream Sundays and, you know, at the end of the day, like, you got to come into work, you got to read some stuff that you don't want to read. Like, okay. Marv, <laughs> you hit it right on the head. And I think, and my wife always says this, she's like, Marvin, either you're incredibly nonchalant or you are through the roof dramatic. And it's literally one or the other. Like, I was incredibly dramatic, but I think it's just one of those, like, you know what? If my expectations for stupidity are up here and it's only down here i'll take it as a win my only problem with it is that like i'm usually i'm an early to bed guy so i'm like what is my phone blowing up for and it's marvin being worried about reading emails tomorrow that was the only reason that i even responded i'm an early to bed kind of guy yeah and i was in class and i just looked down at my phone and it's like marvin just like what the heck's going on to be on your phone in class mario well i am the professor so I can do that. I make the rules. It's my classroom. I thought you were a freshman. <laughs> were you guys ready to come back to work this week? Or were you guys enjoying break? Dylan. In a, in a word, no. But Dan, not Dan, sure. Dan mentioned like how at a certain point he gets to the week where it's like, all right, that he wants to just be back here because he's kind of just bored, especially you know, in the middle of pandemic, you can't really do much. Um, but I, I was I was kind of fine with a couple more days of sleeping in, if possible. I agree. I mean, obviously, I was excited to come back and see everyone. And, you know, it's nice to to do stuff and be productive. But I was living like Henry VIII, waking up at noon for like a week <laughs> and a half. And I was honestly had not gotten to the point where I didn't want to do that anymore. So that right. 530 wake up on Monday uh, sucked. But I'm back now. We're back in the swing of things, so it's all good. Well, speak for yourself, Eric. What's funny about it is I I normally talk to Dan at least every day. I talk to Dan at least once a day, even on the weekends. And I think I didn't talk to him for I don't know seven days, maybe. So he called me on uh, on Sunday, and uh, we kind of touch base. And I got just a little head cold. I spent a bunch of time outside. You know, obviously we're in the Northeast. It was cold. I was cutting firewood. I was riding ATVs. I, I was living outside for, for a long time and I kind of got a little head cold. And uh, so you know, I, I was kind of like, Dan, I'm not trying to get out of work. I'm just, you know, transparency with the COVID and stuff. I was like, I just got a COVID test. It was negative, but whatever. And he's like, he's like, you just had 
a week and a half off. What, you need more time off? And I was like, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I was, I would love to have had more time off. Um, be, and I think it's because we knew that the, there's like this feeling that the job is and like responsibility is, is eminent. So mm-hmm. you're trying to push that off. Mm-hmm. But if we didn't have, like, if all of a sudden it was like, there's no more show, then I would be like, all right, let's try to figure out a way to get the show back. Right. Because like, so I think it's just like the way that it is. You're like, okay, if I can have one more day of vacation, this would be great. But at the end of the day, I was happy to be able to come back. Um, and you know, it, it turned out to be a long week with uh, some of the outside of sports stuff that ended up happening um, and me fighting my head cold. But um, yeah, it, I was ready to come back. And at the same time, I was ready to have another couple of days or week off. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was, like I said, at a certain point I was bored at home and I was ready to do stuff, do anything, but be bored. I mean, I was working throughout the, yeah, you got to come live with me, man. We're never bored. We're always doing stuff. I mean, I was, you know, I was posting a bunch of social media stuff. I was, You're an inspiration, Mark. I was keeping things moving. I was keeping things moving. So it wasn't because you schedule posts doesn't mean you posted them. No, no. Some of them I didn't schedule. Some of them, <laughs> some of them were right there. Twitter, you got that thing right live. So, but yeah, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back with all the boys in the swing of things. Marv, you got the last word today. Yeah, it was nice being off. To me, it was nice just not having an alarm clock. Really, that was it. You know, hung out. You guys know Lorenzo. Got the Legos out. Played some bingo. But I was ready to, you know, I was ready to come back. So that's it. We're back. 1215 boys are back. The Dan Patrick show's back. We're here for another year, 2021. Hopefully it's a lot better than last year. We'll catch you guys next week for the untrustworthy Mario, the somewhat trustworthy Eric, the very trustworthy Marvin, and I don't know where Dylan falls in between. Unacknowledged Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the 1215 Club. We'll catch you guys next week.